We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Here's what I'm concerned about. Whoa. Whether or not you guys are ready for rapid fire. Oh, come on, Sean. You're playing with my emotions. <laughs> Vince just gets fired up every time. I love it. He does. Woo! He does. I'm even going to throw an audible at you in rapid fire Ooh. with the second question. So I like we'll see where this goes. I like audibles. Hot route. For the first one. That's right. Red seven. Red seven. <laughs> Fill in the blank. It's blank that Brady Quinn says this Notre Dame football team is the best he's ever seen. Take it away, Vince. No okay. Man, you're leading us. Okay. I'll lead it off. I love hitting lead off. All right. It's a teensy weensy bit homerish, but I love it. And you know what? He's Brady Quinn. He is everybody's favorite son if you're a Notre Dame fan. You know, he is the he is literally the backup quarterback that they want in the game in the booth, right? I mean, he's that that's guy. Right. Like that's why he is so freaking popular because everybody wants him in the booth, right? That's that's true. And so whatever he says, people are going to worship it. And so he's playing up the crowd, man. Like, look, I I respect his opinion. I think there's this team could be really, really good. There's no doubt about it. I think they're super deep. I think they're super talented. I mean, I predicted 11 wins, right? I think they can do a lot of great things. But, I mean, he's playing He's playing to the masses, baby. But I, I kind of love it. So, it's okay. I'm going to say this is premature love because I, I think that there is the opportunity for this to, to very, very well be true. I have a lot of confidence. And, again, I know it's one game, but, but seeing, you know, seeing Sam Hartman, what he did on a bad team last year, and you combine the offensive line and the – and the, and, and the five running backs and, you know, the six different wide receivers that caught caught passes um, on Saturday. He's just and the got, seventh who didn't, who's going to. Right. And then you add in the fact that there's, a, yeah, a seventh. So you have seven wide receivers. You have five running backs. There's a total of 12 skilled players that are all folding into this offense. And they didn't even you know, throw to the tight end, Jesse. Yeah. Right. The tight ends didn't even catch a ball at any point. So it's like the, 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 the fact that you can, you know, start playing with all these different toys if you're Sam Hartman. Yeah, I think the opportunity is there, especially if the defense is going to play how they did, you know, all, all, all against Navy. But that's the thing. It's only one sample size. And so that's why it's premature. But I appreciate the love. And I think the love is there. And I think it's going to go um, a long way this season. 
premature is my word. It is very premature at this point to start saying they're they're the best. Now, talk to me if they're five and zero oh, because yeah. we all know what five and zero oh means. That's right. True. Like, talk yeah. to me if they're five and zero, oh, and we'll start having that conversation. I think it's got a chance to be a really good team, but again. I want to see some consistency against this stretch of the schedule here coming up. Everyone's been talking about next week at North Carolina State, noon game, and all that different stuff. I've never been overly concerned about that game, but it's going to be a Power 5 opponent. It'll be their first Power 5 opponent, so it is at least going to be – Yeah, on the road. It's at least going to be a step up in competition. It's like a 7 a.m. alarm. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. (laughs) Maybe even – Earlier than that, it's like big boys get up and get your breakfast. It's exactly. it's, it's an early morning when you the, start thinking about playing a, a noon game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so a little early on that. Talk to me if they're five and zero, oh, and and I, I think that there's a legit conversation to be had if they are five and zero oh at that point here in about three weeks. So I wanted to go back to something Jesse and I talked about on the show the other day. Urban Meyer's comments about Sam Hartman transferring. To Notre Dame, Vince. Have you heard his comments, or did you, have you seen his comments? Okay, nope. Ooh, I'm, in the, so, I'm in the dark. So Jesse and I talked about it a little bit, and I started thinking some more about some so different like aspects of what he said that I thought would be worth discussing with the three of us here. So one thing that he said was Notre Dame needs to recruit a five-star quarterback, and that they basically need to be three deep at the quarterback position with that kind of talent because they're Notre Dame and they should be on par with the other top programs around the country. I don't think any of us disagree on that. It's it's something that we've talked about before. Do any of us disagree with nope. that aspect of what he said? Stockpile the talent, baby. I mean, Stockpile. yeah, I think that's been the biggest complaint over the last two decades is the inconsistent development at quarterback and mm-hmm. really f- trying to force someone into an offense that doesn't really showcase or premiere an elite quarterback. And I think that is also plays into it as well. Yeah. That's like, we've talked about you, you, you give yourself, you don't have to have a roster full of five-star guys across the board. If you have a quarterback who's at least in that five-star, even if he doesn't end up being rated a five-star, who's at least considered in that quality and not just one of them. Again, you like, because we had a listener say, well, to be fair, Phil Jerkovic was really highly rated. Tyler Buckner was really highly rated. That's 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 true. But to Urban Meyer's point, you can't just have one of those guys, and we've talked about this before, Vince, you can't just have one of those guys every three or four years. You've got to have, at a minimum, two of those guys in the same room. And as Urban Meyer is saying, you need to be three deep so that you have competition with guys of all the same quality so that you're not falling back a couple tiers sure. like like we've seen it's over the last few years yep completely agree i mean that and and quarterback is by far the most important position on the football field i think we can all agree on that because what would this team look like with a different quarterback at the helm right right i mean that quarterback's the most important we've, we've said notre dame's been a quarterback away for a long time and now they have a guy who's a six-year senior, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I agree completely. Now, you could go like five, four, five, four, like that kind of a thing. And I'd be okay right. with it because you want a guy to get maybe more than one year starting. But, like, look where Alabama is right now. But you like, don't want to go 
four three four three. No, you want to go five four five four. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you can take a flyer. Like if you get a five star CJ Carr, right? You can take a flyer on the class after him. I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. you you go and you get a kid who you like where he's at. You know, he needs a little bit of development. Like a Deuce Knight, I think he's super talented, but he needs time to kind of incubate a little bit, right? That's the kind of guy you bring in after um, after a guy like CJ Carr, right? So I think they're starting to do what they want to do, assuming Deuce Knight, of course, comes to Notre Dame. But like, this is what you want to do. This is where how you can create great classes because offensive guys want to come with great quarterbacks. Yeah, right? exactly. Great quarterbacks are going to great players. Look at right. Cam Williams. Look what he did over the weekend, or last weekend, you know, in his game. Like, his stat line was unbelievable, and the and the actual film was even better. He's coming to Notre Dame because, you know, C.J. Carr is going to be throwing him the football, right? Yeah. Those are the kind of classes that you can create when you've got a stud quarterback. Right. That's That's exactly right. I would say my only complaint, devil advocate here, is, you know, Urban Meyer has to realize that, Especially now, a lot of good player, good quarterbacks are coming out of the transfer portal, right? Now, so that's like, that's the flip side of it. Of you know, I mean, just look at some of these guys, and this is kind of like the conversation we were having, you know, backstage a little bit ago. Is just like Caleb Williams transfer quarterback, well, Jalen Hurts transfer quarterback. Vince hasn't like, heard his full comment, so let me let me oh kind of oh, lay it out there for the context. You, Remember, because basically, what what started this other stuff that we just talked about was. Urban Meyer saying that he was surprised that Notre Dame needed to go to the transfer portal to get Sam Hartman from Wake Forest. And to Jesse's point, like, go down the list. Caleb Williams, a transfer quarterback, just won the Heisman Trophy. Justin Fields transferred from Georgia to Ohio State. Joe Joe Burrow Burrow transferred from Ohio State to LSU. LSU currently has Jaden Daniels from Arizona State. Go back to Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, both transfer quarterbacks. So it's not like other big programs haven't went out and, oh, yeah. and got transfer quarterbacks to come in. To Jesse's point, like he was just saying, I wonder if maybe Urban Meyer was kind of throwing some shade back on Brian Kelly in all of this because the quarterback recruiting that he's talking about really falls back on on Brian Kelly. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yep, 100%. And, and 
you know, if we're, if we're going down that road of like quarterback recruiting and development and all of those different things, the, the recruiting was subpar under Kelly. And I, I, I don't give, I don't put that on Tommy Reese because everything, the quarterback had to go through Kelly. Yeah. Right. Had to. And Tommy, once Kelly left, right. And once he gave kind of some control to Tommy Reese, he went out and got really good quarterbacks. Last couple cycles have looked different, haven't they? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like CJ Carr, check. Kenny Minchie, uh, check, right? Sam Hartman. He recruited Sam Hartman, check. Like, I I don't blame Tommy Reese for not bringing in talent at, at quarterback. I just, I don't. I think it was almost Brian Kelly gave the stamp of approval and said, okay, here's what, here's what you're able to work with type situation. Exactly. Right. Yep. That's something Jess and I were talking about the other day. It's like Brian Kelly had this had this vision or had this mold of what he thought he wanted at quarterback. And again, it's not like they didn't get some guys who are highly rated, but for whatever reason, you know, those guys by and large didn't work out. Well, know? the development so, wasn't there, right? I mean, let's be which honest. is which is odd because of the kind of program that Brian Kelly ran, which was a developmental sure. program, you know? So I agree. Yeah. It just, but not the quarterback, quarterback position, <laughs> that's which was supposed to be his thing. It never worked out for, for right. the most part with very right. few exceptions. I think, I think just, again, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole per se, but like just too many, too many voices in the ears of these quarterbacks over and so. over and over again. And it just became too much. Right, I just we've just heard way too many stories of of one coach saying one thing and then another coach saying another thing and they just didn't mesh. And that is like coaching 101, right? You always have to be on the same page exactly. as every other coach using the same terminology, the same coaching points. You have to be the same because if you're not, you're just going to screw with the quarterback's heads or any position matter for that matter. And we saw Brian Kelly do that at a lot of different positions. Mm -hmm. The quarterback was by far the biggest one. The worst one. Yep. Yeah. So, guys, some people are over Notre Dame playing in Ireland. Do you want to see the Irish play in Ireland? You know, playing in Ireland makes no difference for me. Game started at normal Eastern time. I sat down and watched it just like any <laughs> other game. And I would like to think that later down the road when I had more um, resources at my dispense, I would, you know, want to make that sort of trip. I think it's an experience. Um, and I, I know that the fans and the people of Ireland really enjoyed it too. It seemed like it kind of, it was like a, a not a takeover, but like, you know, there was a lot of influence on Ireland. It, it wasn't, it, it was an all around experience and the community became immersed. And, you know, I, I just think it was overall a win-win for a lot of people. And I think, like I said, down the road, I wouldn't mind going myself at some point. Too many Guardians games. You just you wasted the <laughs> you wasted the money, dude. But no, I hey, we're only nine wins away from eighty. <laughs> You're right about that, buddy. Um, so I, I guess I haven't gone to any of the Ireland games either. They're about ten years apart from each other on average, right? With like, what eleven years, yeah, uh, yeah, difference. You know, I think it's kind of a home away from home for Notre Dame. I get it; right. it makes a lot of sense. Would I like to see them go to some other places overseas? Yeah, I think that would be fun. You know, like maybe I know this one's been talked about, but like go to Rome or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think you could you could have a pretty darn good following out there. You know, it, I think there's some other destination type spaces that you could go. I think you should probably go like once every cycle 
of players. You know what I mean? So that every player at least gets one kind of overseas trip. I think that would be kind of cool if they could make that happen. Um, I'm cool with Ireland. I think it's, I think it's really cool. And Notre Dame plays really well in Ireland. So <laughs> that's always a bonus. Um, but yeah, in Ireland. <laughs> I'm just saying, so I like it. I, I, I like a little change of venue. I mean, if you're going to do a Shamrock series, do it overseas, man. Have some fun with it. Was that last Ireland one the one that opened the 2012 season? It was. It was. Hopefully, we see some nice parallels. Yeah, all I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> and that's I like every 10 years. I think it's fine. It makes sense. You're the Fighting Irish. It's Ireland. Forty thousand Americans went over yeah. there. Somebody was that's having I mean. fun. <laughs> Next time I'm there, there'll be pints of Guinness everywhere. Yeah. Uh, do you like Guinness? Seriously, I do actually. Ooh, we fake. both do. I, I, it's I know not you're... really though. It just looks. It just it feels. It looks thick, but yeah, it's it's not really. But it's you're like not a, a coffee person either, are you? No, it gosh, almost tastes me. like coffee, like a, a low level coffee milk to me. Yeah, that's see, really that, all it is. That's a that's a hard pass for me. Like my wife makes <laughs> coffee and it, it like reeks the house. You mean it makes the house smell good? Come on, horrible. <laughs> it energizes your morning. Ugh, it gets oh. me. Out, it gets me out of the house faster. Maybe that's why she does it. Just don't get it. Just don't get it. <laughs> but I'd be for it. I And I agree. Like, maybe even, like, you do that every 10 years and in the middle, like, you go to Rome, maybe you go to Mexico City. Right. Paris, uh, you know, another one, some of these different, even Germany, because the NFL is going to Germany now. I think that, that Notre Dame yep. could potentially go there. I think that there are a lot of different places in Europe. They could go even like Australia, you know, maybe yeah, as another option. Well, that would so, be that one would be tough from a time zone. That would be a trip. Situation. That would be a trip for sure. You'd have to have a bye week after that one. For sure. No, no doubt. Yeah, that's right. Only so, for the week, Vince. So, so Sam Hartman, did you guys see at the end of the NBC broadcast? He brought out the team's new shillelagh. Yes. On yeah. NBC after the win over Navy, and he said they're going to start giving it to the scout team player of the week every week scale of one to 10 how much do you like it it's a 10 out of 10 for me you know when i played we we had scout team jerseys that had like like a big star on them uh for players of the week it's just it's nice to reward the guys who give 100 percent effort and maximum you know pre- they, they they help prepare the team and, and and their role and it's nice to recognize them and these guys are eventually you know going to make their way onto the roster hopefully themselves so i think it's uh it's pretty cool so i'll give it a solid 10 out of 10. I'm right there with you. I, you know, as a coach, you you can't get anything unless you have a good scout team. I love recognizing right. scout team. Like at my son's school, if you get scout team player of the week, three times you letter, like, you know, at the high school level, that's awesome. Right. They're never going to see the field, but you got an opportunity that like, it's, it's like a carrot, like dangling there. Like, Hey, you get scout team player of the week, three times you get a letter. You know what I mean? And so it's pretty good I, motivation. Like for 100%. a guy who's not playing. Like a sophomore that doesn't play, yeah, yeah and mean? they're still putting in the effort and time that everyone else is doing. Exactly. They just don't get to go out there and play and in front it. of all the yeah. the fans, and and then you know reap the benefits of all the women that want them after the games. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> now, I you know, and every team kind of has their own thing. I mean, what better for Notre Dame than a shillelagh like that? I, I do love that option. Like that's fantastic. I agree. Sam Hartman's the king of mementos, I guess. First it was his rib, and now it's the shillelagh. I think we're seeing a pattern. Yeah. He likes his. I like how the rib necklace came up again this week. <laughs> my, my wife asked me, did you know that about this? 
this rib necklace that he's yes yes that is like it's months about of this months of this yes <clears throat> it was a you thing at wake it. forest like that's how long this has been going on right exactly I like that he got this shillelagh from the King of Dublin, apparently, <laughs> as well. Like that's something I would say on national television. Not sure what that was. <laughs> I love that so much. I was listening to. It, I was like, wait, what? What you did could he just say? feel his brain churning in the moment? He, I rewound just... it on the DVR. I was like, King of Dublin. <laughs> what is he talking about? Oh, it's like uh, when Marty McFly walks into his future house and they're like, Lord of the Manor, King right. of the Castle. Like, <laughs> you're the king of something. Congratulations. Oh, man. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Vegas is not offering a betting line on this Notre Dame Tennessee State game. It's cowardice. Give me the line. <laughs> Give me the over under. Give me the Sam Hartman touchdowns. I want to take your money again. That's ultimately what it comes down to is I just don't think they have a grip on, on what Notre Dame is this season. I think that they really undervalued them offensively to start the season. Um, they came out and shellacked Navy and, and, and put up a lot of, you know, uh, offensive statistics. And now they're going to play a worse team. And again, I just don't think that they have a good idea of what this team is going to look like. So they're just like, you know what, we're going to sit this one out. And, and it's probably what most of us should do as betters and gamblers is, you know, sit this one out, but it's off. It's rare that you see the the sports book, you know, sit it out. But I, I guess my my pockets will be a little bit happier this weekend. I don't know. I, I wanted to bet on something. Jesse, call it like it is. Another reason that Notre Dame shouldn't be playing an FCS team. <laughs> I like right. that. That's 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 very valid. Most of the time, like when Alabama plays whatever directional school that they play, there's no line. They don't do lines for FCS games. And I get it because you just never know how the ebbs and the flows of that game is going to go. I mean, you're going to set the line at 50. Like, you just don't know how it's going to go. So I get it. But, man, I want to bet. I want to be I want to be invested, <laughs> yes. baby. And That's the thing is you want to be invested even in a crappy game. It gives yes. you – I'm oh, sorry, not crappy game, but a blowout of a game. Look, it gives you right, something though. to extra to, – to, to lock in and root for. It's like the game within the game almost. Yes. I, I, I do agree that's the part that's like overall lacking the most. It's just even in a 50 point win, I want I want to win more. I want to hit that Thank you. Bat, baby. Thank you. And that again so it keeps it interesting. Another that's... check mark for why they shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, all the sports books did a basically did a Notre Dame promotion last week. It was Notre Dame yeah. money giveaway because their lines were so jacked up, like Jesse was saying. Nobody they don't know what Notre Dame is. Anyway, so how could they possibly even set a line against an FCS school? Right. So. Seriously. Well, they won money off of me. So. I mean, well, I was going to say, raise your hand if you Hated didn't win money last week <laughs> on this game. Oh, you're the one. I'm the one because I, the week you've I, had, I'm not surprised. Well, that's fair. <laughs> hey, I was named the, the, the fan of the game at the soccer game, though. So, yeah. I'm sure you All were. Right. Got a free hot dog out of the deal. Your voice carries, Vince. It's not hard to recognize where Vincent D'Addario is. You're not wrong. (laughs) So let's – Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Let's do a few props of our own. Will Notre Dame rush or pass for more yards in this game? Pass. It's easy. Rush, it's easy. Because they're going to (laughs) be handing the ball off the whole second half. Don't matter. I still think they're going to allow Sam Hartman to to do what he did last week for three quarters and just – 
especially against the four two five. I, I think they're gonna he's gonna cut it loose. He's gonna have about four or five touchdowns. I right, think they down. might run for three hundred yards in this Easy. game. Easy. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go rush because like I think he'll have more than two hundred by halftime. But then I think mm-hmm. they just plow the roads in the yep. second half. Yep. You're sadly mistaking. Sean, <laughs> write these down because we're going to revisit they're, them. They're going to okay. run screen plays, and the, it's just going to be extension of the Dude, run. Dude, it is going to look – Audric Estime is going to – Tunnel screens. Audric yeah, Estime is going to look like – They know they can do that. They, he's going to look like an adult playing against toddlers. They're just going to be bouncing off of them <laughs> left and right. Rush yards, baby. Rush yards. Got it written down. All right. <laughs> Which number will be greater, touchdown passes for Hartman or turnovers forced by the Irish Ooh, defense? That's a good one. Touchdowns by Sam Hartman. It's another easy one. I, this one, I'm with the kid. I agree. <laughs> I, I think he could end up with four or five touchdowns on this one. I don't. I think Notre Dame was going to turn them over, but I don't think they're going to do it four or five times. I think they're looking at three maximum. Turnovers. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, that's I'm in that range as well, and I'm trying to decide again, like how many touchdowns Hartman will end up with, just because the game goes the way it should go. I, I think he'll have at least three, like the combination of the the, the like what that looks like. That that makes me wonder: does sure. he get to four? But I mean, he could have three or four in the first quarter, for that matter. He so, could, but it, but I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go with the touchdown passes. Over the, especially the if there's turnovers, if they give short fields, like it could yeah. be easy pickings. I wish so. FanDuel was, you know, FanDuel usually runs promotions like specials for games. Like, will a team have a passing touchdown every quarter? Will a team have a, a touchdown every quarter? Uh, that I would be absolutely all over that. Notre Dame is going to score in every quarter of this game. I, the backups are going to score. Will Audric Estime have more total yards from scrimmage than Tennessee State's total yards of offense? Yep. <laughs> Yes, hundred percent. Yes, I'm gonna go right. no because I think there's gonna there's five of them that played last week, and I don't think his there's gonna be a, a division of those numbers. I think you're gonna see a lot of the younger guys later on in the game. So I think he gets his. He'll he'll go over a hundred, um, but I think I, I still think Tennessee State will have like you know maybe two hundred combined offense or you know total yards. Um, so so saying that Audric goes for more than like one fifty to two hundred. I just think if they've, they've shown they're going to play five running backs, so I, I think they're just going to disperse it a little bit. You know, if if Audric played the whole game, even even with subbing, <laughs> yeah. he would. This would be a yes, right? And and Jesse's one hundred percent right. I don't think Audric really plays all that much. If I'm being honest, I don't. I don't think he's going to get a whole lot of touches um, because I don't think they need to. He needs exactly. to have fresh legs at the end of the season, and I think he's going to be on a bit of a pitch count. Yeah. I. I just I mean they had him on a pitch ball. count during training camp. Why right. would you put him out there right. more than you need? Which but but it also kind of makes you question again why he was out there on the final drive of the game last week when it was 42 to 3. I think he swapped. You know? I think he kind of swapped positions with one of the other guys because he fumbled. I think that's honestly what it was. Yeah. I think he, he got did. cleanup duty for his fumble. Yeah. Good point. I I still wouldn't have risked putting him out oh, I get in that it. situation. Oh, I, I, but, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I agree. I think Tennessee State will at least slightly have more. The question will be, does Audric bust off a couple of early runs or something like that? You right. know, I could easily see him getting to 150, and I think that that is probably around the max 
for Tennessee State in this game because I just don't see them being very successful, a team that yeah. gave up 37 sacks last season. Yeah, so. it's going to be ugly. Yeah. Which number will be greater, Steve Angeli's pass attempts <laughs> or Tobias Merriweather's receptions? Ooh, another easy one. Go ahead then, easy guy. It's going to be receptions. Hit that easy button. It's going to be boom. <laughs> it's going to be receptions. All right, Jesse, it's going to be receptions because everybody wants to see Steve go out there and sling the ball around. We're all going to be disappointed. That's not going to happen. So I think Merriweather's going to get a handful of catches, and I don't see Angeli getting a handful of throws. This question is actually harder than what Vince made it seem to be, but I'm going to agree I with him so at too. the end of the day. I think that Tobias maximally gets – or sorry, maximally – at maximum gets four receptions. I, I think you three to four is where you'll see. Uh, five is like where I would set the absolute ceiling. So I'm going to stick with four receptions for somewhere around, you know, where he'll end up. And I think Sam, Steven Jelly, I, I think this is a game where you let your, your, your backup quarterback cut it a little loose too – and then maybe you see a little bit of Kenny Menchie in the last, you know, four or five minutes of the game. So I wouldn't be surprised if they let Steve Angeli run the offense from about the end of the third to like maybe midway through the fourth quarter. So I think you're going to see some attempts out of him. Um, and that's the thing. It's only going to be minimal. I don't think you're going to see him cut it like 10 times. It's going to be around kind of that four or five range. I think it's going to be really close. Um, but I'm going to take slightly I, – I might I might almost take the option that it's going to be equal at the end of the day. I think Ooh. that's <laughs> – I'm going to go in between. I'm going to say those numbers are going to oh, equal each other. That's a cop-out. you got to go one <laughs> or the other on this. That's what oh, makes it tough. House wins. Dealer wins on the post. I'm going to go I'm going to go Merriweather, though. I think it's <laughs> – I, I think he's at least three receptions. I don't think Angeli throws more than a couple of passes mm. unless somehow it's like 45 to nothing at halftime and he comes out and gets to run the offense – the entire third quarter, you know, I mean, it very easily could be 45 to nothing at, at halftime. I just, how they approach this whole substitution thing is going to be a question because they, they had a pretty good lead. It, it took until the very last series last week before they finally let Angeli see the field. And now, you know, Kenny Menchie has come up over the last couple of days as well. Do you think Kenny Menchie actually plays in this game? Yeah, I think he touches the ball the last four or five minutes of the game. Yeah, I think that I think he'll be in there for a like supreme mop up duty. And I also think I, I think this is a great opportunity to get a lot of your walk ons in the game too. And that's probably who he's gonna be handing the ball off to and you know, all of those different things. And so while you know, after you get your twos in and stuff like that, I think there's gonna be a drive or two at the end of the game, offensively, defensively where you're going to see some walk-ons get in the game. You know, uh, I, I think that is the way this game should go. Whether it will go that way, we'll see. But I do think when that's the case, when the walk-ons start coming in, I think that's when Kenny gets his opportunity to see the field. Because I don't – you look at the rest of the schedule. Okay, let's say you're trying to redshirt Kenny Minchie, which I think that they, I'm sure that they are, right? Do we really anticipate three more games that he's even going to get in? Because yep. he can still redshirt at that point. Well, but you're still early in the season, and I, you know, like I hesitate to even say it, but you know, getting through the entire season, like if if something were to happen to number ten, then and Jelly becomes the starter, and all of a sudden Kenny Minchie, like you know, so then, well, yeah, but 
I don't even see any other games that Kenny Minchie is going to get into. So you still got three games ready to go. Yeah, because it is going to be a much more competitive schedule the rest of the yes, way. Absolutely. And they get yeah. into your third quarterback. Like, that's tough. Like that, that's that's just well, look on the other Utah's team. on its third quarterback to open the season. So. Well, and they're are they? Oh, actually, hang on. That reminds me. I placed a bet a little bit ago about <laughs> well, that game. They're playing two quarterbacks pretty consistently. So right over now. under five and a half sacks by the Irish in this game. Ah, uh, this was a hard number for me. Vince is, you know, I don't know what he's doing over there, but I'm going to take the under. <laughs> And I'm, it's going to stick right on five. I think five is the number you'll see. I think their quarterbacks are a little bit elusive. Their offensive line is bad. But, hey, I looked up some stats. The last time that they played a Power 5 school, Mississippi State, back in 2021, Mississippi State, uh, you know, granted not as good as Notre Dame, only got them down three times, three sacks. So um, I'm going to add two more for Notre Dame and still take that under at five. But I, I think the five and a half is, again, uh, you should be working for FanDuel because these these lines are tough today. <laughs> I thought they played. Uh, I thought the 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 team that they played was uh, Eastern whatever Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. Thank you. I thought that's who they played. Am I wrong about that? Hey, fact check me if you want. I'm I'm in the process of. I know they worry. played Mississippi <laughs> State at some point. I don't know what year okay. it was, but like the last couple FBS teams they played is Middle Tennessee. Gotcha. But power right. five, probably Mississippi. Well, they played State, Mississippi like State. About. You're right. At the end of the year, and they lost ten to fifty five. Mm. Uh, I shouldn't have brought this up. You're not going. I'm going over. I, I, I a team that gave up thirty seven yep. sacks last year, and Middle Tennessee State was the best game. school that they played. And what this Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame's defensive front is just going to annihilate Tennessee State. Yeah. So it's a hard over, Sean. This is a hard yeah. over. I, I think they're going to be in the backfield for Tennessee State all game long. Write this and one down. Write this twos. one down. We didn't give down. our score predictions last week, so go I around real Vince. quick. Quick I blame score Vince prediction. for that. That's my yeah. I was I was I was the one with the hard out last week. <laughs> That's right. We were rushing, weren't we? Yeah. I'll take the first one. Um, okay, hit it. It's going to be sixty-two to three. That's my final score. Um, I think you sneak in eight touchdowns, about four passing, four rushing. That gets you to 56. I think the field goal kicker needs to get a couple up after missing last week. So you'll get, you know, maybe a field goal or two with the backups in. Uh, so that's where I, I see they're going to be 59 to three or 62 to three. You could book it right now. Book it. Wow. Book it, Dano. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in that neighborhood. I will. I'll bring it down a little bit. I will say 57 to 7. 57 to 7. A good 50-point win. I don't know how they're going to get to 57. It's just a number that I decided to go with. So 57 to 7. I think they sneak one in at some point. We're not far off. I don't see them finding the end zone. I've got 55 to 6. I'm giving them a couple of field goals is Uh, what I'm giving them. So I'm giving them 55 to 6. Big day for, for Sam Hartman. A lot of guys play and again like uh, what the substitution pattern looks like how they decide to do that yeah that's that's gonna be it's gonna be kind of i think what you know what a lot of us are really gonna be looking at in this be curious to see on monday how many people are disappointed with who <laughs> did or didn't get in potentially seriously we'll hear a lot of that i'm sure all right well that is going to do it don't forget the post game show comes your way after the game 
on the Irish Vince, will we see you there channels. Of course. Ryan and I are kicking it off, baby. Woo-woo! I'm sure you'll have lots to talk about. Enjoy. Wow. Jesse, enjoy your <laughs> camping trip. Thank you. Uh-oh. You're going to be on TV out there? Uh, we'll see. You know, this is one of those games where if you miss it, it's like, dang, did I miss the Tennessee State? Yeah, Tennessee no, that's, that's, fair. that's fair. This is one of those weekends where you just compromise, Vince, because the big ones are coming up. Never compromise with another name football, Jesse. Something you know, like I might have to. I don't want to be sitting on the raft in the water and you know drop my phone in there trying to watch another game. That's football fair. Game. Don't blame me. <laughs> Just watch a halftime show. It'll be the most entertaining thing, probably. <laughs> we will talk to you next week. IB countdown to kickoff in the book.